0: Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh yeah! Then you're in the right place. I want to make them an
1: offer again. Life
0: moves pretty fast. Yeah. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week, you've seen him on Netflix, Orange is the New Black, Season 6, Season 5 as well, as Herman Jason Altman. Jo- Jason, welcome to The Cave.
1: Thank you so much, Elias. I'm happy to be here.
0: And what's going on with you? What's new with you?
1: Uh, you know, I'm uh, still um, kind of in the uh, in the throes of all the excitement of Orange is the New Black. It's been a couple of weeks since it's been out, but uh, it's really exciting that uh, that it is out now because uh, the character I play, Herman, uh, he was in one. He was in the finale last year, but uh, this season, in season six, they really have uh, developed his role into uh, uh, one of the main uh, antagonists of the uh, of the series, and so it's really exciting. And uh, you know, still grinding as far as auditioning, and uh, I have a you know, I've got my family out here. In Manhattan and uh, and the suburbs of New York as well. So just uh, plugging away and, uh, you know, working, doing yeah. the acting thing. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Orange is the New Black and about a couple of your other projects also. But I want the listeners to
1: get to know you a little bit first. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Long Island, a town named Belmore, uh, on the south shore of Long Island, uh, very close to Jones Beach and uh it's it's about a forty five minute train ride in from, uh into Manhattan into Penn Station. Uh, yeah. uh, typical suburban childhood.
0: Yeah. How was it growing up there?
1: It was great, you know. I lived uh, very close to a couple of parks and I did I was the middle child, so uh I was always trying to, uh, please the older sister and, uh, always picking on my younger brother, <laughs> <laughs> playing a different role in each, to each person. Right.
0: Uh, so, so what were you into, uh, as a kid growing up?
1: I was into, like, as a young kid, I was really into, uh, Saturday morning cartoons oh, yeah. and, uh, WWF wrestling, uh uh movies as well like you know teen wolf and back to the future and uh a lot of the brat pack stuff i was into um so yeah i just had a really good upbringing in the suburbs yeah. it
0: sounds like we're around the same age because you know that's pretty much what you just described was my life growing up oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool. what, were, what were some of your favorite uh, saturday morning cartoons
1: um. Well, when I was really, really little, it was like Woody Woodpecker uh, <clears throat> and um, Voltron. I love Voltron and Wild- Thundercats. Uh, what was Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling was doing for me? Um, <laughs> I mean, I could just keep going on and on. Yeah. I mean, I also like you know lighter stuff like uh, Care Bears and. Um, I loved... Uh, oh, I played a lot of Nintendo growing up. Okay. A lot of Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
0: Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. I won Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I went to the... Uh, I, I beat that. I also beat uh, Goonies. It um, was a big one for me. Wizards and Warriors, I never beat. That was so hard. Yeah. Uh, Contra, Athena, um, Kung Fu... Uh, I could just keep going. Do you uh,
0: <laughs> do you have like, the original system still? Do you ever try to play those old games?
1: Um, I think I have the original system in my parents' basement somewhere, but I I remember trying to use it once and it just it wasn't it didn't work. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just like the old days where you had to blow the cartridges just to get them going.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, and so- the secret, uh, Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so how well, did, actually, I remember one of the things that really stands out about Nintendo games is on Super Mario Brothers, there was a way to, at the last level, to like, jump on the Turtles back and get as many lives as possible. Yeah. That was really, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone knows about that. Oh, yeah, one. yeah,
0: yeah. Or even the Or even in Contra, where you get the, how many guys was it you get with the code? Oh,
1: was, I, it? I, was it 100 guys? I think so, yeah, I remember. That was tough to figure out. Yeah. but uh yeah I, I i mean i spent a lot of time in uh playing nintendo one of my childhood
0: one of my favorite games was actually uh nhl 95
1: oh yeah nhl pa yeah was it
0: yeah well you mm-hmm. can make the guy bleed and, when you checked them in the upper,
1: yes the, yeah, yes yeah. that was great yeah. and uh yeah double dribble was pretty another big sport game i liked uh bulls versus lakers i think oh, that yeah. is. was that nintendo or genesis
0: <laughs> i think that was genesis it was bird versus jo- was it magic versus bird first and they made a bird versus jordan i think
1: oh uh, yeah okay yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> i think after i was
0: trying to remember now too <laughs> so yeah. uh, so growing up how did you uh decide you want to get into acting
1: well stuff that we were just talking about really yeah. um intrigued my uh, like you know really enhanced my imagination i would say Um, but you know, in school, as a, in an elementary school and grammar school and, um, in summer camps, I always seem to, uh, get the lead role in plays. Like for some reason, I always felt like auditioning for the plays. So I played Oliver when I was like 11, I think I played Bob Cratchit when I was like nine or 10 years old in a Christmas carol. Um, so I kind of always had that instinct of performing my, my, my siblings and I, always performed shows for our parents and their friends. Uh, And so as a young kid, I always had that knack for it, but I I went away from it in high school. I didn't do any of that. I played more sports in high school uh, and the drama club in high school was more musical. So I wasn't really so into that as much. And then I got serious about it as far as like uh, a job uh, after high school.
0: Yeah. Did did you, uh, after high school, did you go to college?
1: I went to one year at University of Hartford okay. uh, and partied my life away. <laughs> <laughs> so I came home back to New York, and that was when I really decided, like, thought about what I really wanted to do with my life. And uh, I decided to become an actor, and I really jumped into it. I went to, um, I took a couple of classes here and there, and started reading the trade papers and learned how to uh, how to get into it more how to get yeah. auditions and get an agent and all that and then i got serious and i was at, going to city university in, in manhattan baruch college and i got a lead part in their uh, theater department's play and i decided to get even more serious and spent a, a year at the american academy of dramatic arts uh so i really like really dove into it and then i moved to la for a couple of years uh only for a couple of years and came back to new york after that
0: yeah. what made you uh decide to Come back to New York. Was it more for like theater and stuff like that? Yeah.
1: Yep. I was kind of missing the theater. I was getting a whole bunch of little plays off and off 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 Broadway in Manhattan. Yeah. And uh, I was missing that uh, element in LA. The fact I, I was able to, I felt like I was able to uh, get more experienced in the theater uh, in New York, and also make more contacts uh, in the industry by doing theater in New York. But I still something was really missing even after I came back, uh, to New York, uh, as far as the reaction to my work, uh, to the honesty of my work. So, uh, after a year of being back in New York, I signed up, uh, and luckily uh, was accepted into the William Esper studios training program for the Meisner technique, which is a two year program. And I spent two years really, uh, Rigorously training in the Meisner technique and then I spent a year doing master classes after that so three years I really spent uh, studying acting and getting to the honesty of characters and um, Things really started to change from after that.
0: Yeah. Do you uh, do you still go to LA like back and forth for auditions?
1: Um rarely rarely uh, these days luckily it's very easy to put yourself on tape yeah. to audition for projects out there uh, and the good thing about being in New York now is that it has the most uh, projects in television and, and film combined, uh, even more in L.A. at this moment, at this point.
0: Yeah. Do you remember what was your first gig when you got serious into it?
1: My first gig was a uh, featured extra on the Comedy Central TV show Upright Citizens Brigade. Okay. I <laughs> I was just called from my headshot. And um, I was, I dressed up as a big red cat in one of their sketches. And uh, I got to carry uh, Amy Poehler around this, LSD club (laughs) as it was a pretty funny sketch and I did a couple of featured extra roles on that and then I uh, right away I got a a play in Jersey City just outside of Manhattan uh, called The Covered Bridge which was a really great experience to really reintroduce me uh, into the professional world of acting. So I mean you've done other things too also
0: before before we start talking about Orange is the New Black you you, you did a you know Luke Cage I saw on your IMDb you did a Persons of Interest power. How was it working at some of those shows? Even The Following, which was a great show.
1: Yeah, uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, when I got The Following, I was like I I got the part on uh, I found out I got the part on uh Friday night and I was shooting uh Monday morning early and I was you know, I knew Kevin Bacon was in the show and it was a big hit at the time and on Sunday night before my shoot, I had to be there like at the studio at like 6 a.m. And I did not get a wink of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I was just so pumped and jazzed to get a part on that show. And uh, But yeah, after as I mentioned, after the uh, training at the Esper Studio, things really kind of um, got easier for me as yeah. far as like auditioning and preparing for roles. And I got a whole... A whole bunch of uh, these little um, little roles on TV shows, like as you mentioned, uh, all of these hit TV shows that we're shooting here in New York. And things really uh, also opened up for me as far as getting juicier roles in independent films and uh, web series. And I uh, formed a theater company with a bunch of my fellow students at the Esper Studio. So, yeah, things were, it was really an amazing experience to work on all those shows, yeah. especially the following. I worked with uh, Jennifer Lopez in a scene on Shades of Blue. Really, uh, it was a really intimate scene where she was, I was loading uh, someone she really cared a lot about into the uh, into the ambulance. And she was jumping into the ambulance with me. And so it was really an intense scene with her. And then I also had a scene with uh, one of my favorite actors, Michael Emerson, on Person of Interest. Um, So, yeah, we had some really amazing experiences on a a whole bunch of these uh, New York shows.
0: Now, um, were you a fan of Orange is the New Black before you got the part?
1: Yeah, I was a huge fan. My wife and I, we each have our own favorites and a lot of separate TV that we watch. But it was one of the only shows that we really committed to watching together because we both loved it so much. And um, we never missed an episode before I had gotten the role. I also had a few friends on the show that I went to school with as an actor. So I was really happy for them watching it. But overall, we just loved the show, the quality of it. Uh, We laughed out loud so many times and, you know, even cried uh, from this show. It's really affecting. So uh, tell
0: us about the audition. How did you get the call? And how did, you know, obviously we know you got the part, but tell us a little bit about that.
1: It's really a crazy, uh, interesting story. Um, I was, as I mentioned, so I was getting all of these little roles. I had a, I had a a small agent, uh, a one man agency. It was uh, for quite a while, and I had been booking all of these roles and all these small roles. And we decided together, you know, we got to stop doing these small roles. Even if I'm offered one, you got to turn it down because I'm really serious about doing juicier, bigger roles. And it was um, around Thanksgiving of 2016. Um, he uh, he was he was a little older. He was in his 70s, and he had passed away suddenly uh, over Thanksgiving weekend, which was really tragic and you know affected me a lot because I had been with him and uh, represented by him for years, and so I was kind of freaking out, not because not only because he had died, but because I was also now left without any agent. And I kind of uh, caught wind of the the, um, characters that were being cast on the last couple of episodes of Orange in that season. And just luckily, uh, through a random uh, friend's uh, referral, was called in to audition for the season five finale for one of the smaller uh officer roles who had a just like a couple of lines and a couple of scenes and i went in and i met the casting director and they were great and sj the casting associate of uh, jen houston casting um i met her and she was so nice and i read for the role and then the next morning uh i got a call from her asking me to come back in a few hours to read for the larger guest star uh main officer yeah, who kind of rolls into the prison and uh ends the riot that's been going on for the whole season and so i went in and i uh she gave me like five scenes to memorize in a few hours (laughs) and i went in and i read all five scenes with her and she said you know they liked you for this bigger role and they loved you and you know You know, if you don't hear from me in a couple of hours, then, you know, well, it's too bad. But, you know, you did a great job. And luckily, I got the call in a few hours later and nailed it and I got it. Did you know you were going to come back for season six in a bigger role? No, I didn't. Um, Season five ends on a cliffhanger with us um, busting into the uh, hideout of the main character. So I thought that there was a pretty good chance of uh, continuing um, just for that particular scene possibly unless they jumped ahead in time uh but i know it was not written as a recurring character and i was not relying on being back i was hoping yes but uh, no it was nothing i had expected uh, to be back in season six
0: so now without you know i don't want to spoil the season six for listeners that are still watching it but like so tell us about like your character on and- the show.
1: Well, Herman is, you know, uh, so he's introduced in the season five finale as this uh, no nonsense um, lead um, experienced SWAT or cert, as they call them, officer who uh, clears out the riot and uh, is shown in many scenes in the finale to use uh, he uses brute force against uh, a lot of the uh, characters of the show to, in order to do that. So he's, he's really immediately introduces an unlikable character who, you know, will do anything to, uh, to succeed. And, um, it gets even, uh, more in depth about that type of person as, uh, you'll see in season six. Um, it's also a continuation of after what, after the riot in season six, how did you prepare for the role? For the, uh, well, to, to start with the season five finale, I just um, really uh, went into what this guy wants to do. His goal was, his, his objective was to end this riot as cleanly and as precise as possible. So I really uh, dove into his desires, his, what he wanted to achieve. And then I also went uh, scene by scene and uh, to be very specific just went over each and every action that he uses towards the other people uh that he's involved with in those scenes to get what he wants okay. um and then i also you know i create a little backstory about has this guy been through this before and uh you know what make what what's his internal drives as to you know using the brute force as opposed to uh you know not going that far uh as far as pushing the limits do you, do you such a,
0: now? Do you enjoy
1: <clears throat> do you enjoy
0: playing the bad guy
1: villain role? Oh, absolutely! I mean, yeah. I think uh, uh, any actor would would be crazy not to enjoy yeah. playing a villain because, you know, I mean, these being a villain in a story like Orange Is the New Black or these these heightened dramas is really yeah. you know hopefully unrealistic <laughs> to you. So it's really a real way to play you know play a, play a, play out a, a a fantasy like like when you were a kid you yeah. know or uh so yeah it's, it's really it's fantastic obviously knowing that well orange is a new black is such a uh, so based in reality so knowing that there are dirty cops and uh villainous people out there like that is disturbing to think about but at the same time uh, just to answer your question, yes. I mean, playing a bad guy is, is one of the best parts about being an actor. <laughs> Do you have a
0: favorite scene that you were in in season six?
1: Yes. I, uh, yeah, I have a favorite scene. The first episode, uh, I'm not sure if you had seen it yet, but uh, it probably isn't too big of a spoiler at this point because it's been out for a little over two weeks. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole long scene in the in the season six premiere about, what went on uh at the right at the end of the riot and um spoiler spoiler alert please uh cover your ears if you haven't seen it but just setting up the women uh framing them for the murder of uh piscatella the bad guy from seasons four and five yeah that was such a long shot we shot that whole long scene and sometimes we shot it without cutting throughout the whole thing. And I had a huge monologue in, I had some action shooting around with a gun. It was really a phenomenal scene to play out. Um, really, that was definitely my favorite. Yeah. Now, as,
0: a, as an actor, um, do you? I'm sure you, the answer is going to be yes, do you enjoy doing like these shows where the seasons are short and they're like on Netflix or Hulu,
1: etc.? Um... I really don't have a preference as far as that's concerned. I really just really, uh, my, my uh, preference is to just play really uh, great characters and be involved in stories that are affecting to the audience more so than as far as uh, the way that it's released and all that. I, I would rather, you know, be remembered for playing a great role as opposed to choosing a role based on what, how it comes out or, yeah. you know, the way it's released.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, you know, when you were becoming an actor, who are like some of your influences in the acting world? Or is there somebody that you looked up to that you you wanted to try to like model yourself under?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say for me, I always had this, um, thing about, uh, looking up to, or, uh, really tried to emanate the careers of actors that struggled for quite a while so um you know I, when i was first started out i read about how um people like bruce willis had struggled for years as a bartender and was really poor for a very long time and then struggled his way to get an understudy role in a big off Broadway show he was apparently he was ed harris's understudy in a big off Broadway show full for love and Ed Harris got a part in a movie and Bruce Willis ended up taking over the role and shining in the role. And that's how he ended up getting moonlighting, yeah. which led to die hard. Um, so I always really, so, so he was a big influence on me getting started as far as acting. Um, Gene Hackman was a big influence on me growing up. Uh, I was a huge Superman fan and like uh, he, when he was playing Lex Luthor, I, I kind of, took note of him as a little kid, you know? Um, but so many different people really influenced me. As I mentioned, I'm a big fan of Michael Emerson. I read an article, an interview with him in backstage once about how it took him till he was, I think it was 43 before he even started making a living as an actor in the show lost. Um, so, you know, I I would say that those are a couple of role models that I looked up to. They, you know, my favorite actors um, are more uh, other people, but um, those were more influencers on my career. As far as actors that I think are phenomenal talents, you know, of course, I I love Denzel Washington and Daniel Day Lewis, Christian Bale and Sean Penn and Tom Hanks, but uh, I really looked up to the people that, that, you know, really had uh, fervent years. Uh, before they were able to have any success, uh,
0: you mentioned Bruce Willis. Did you by any chance catch the Bruce Willis roast on Comedy Central?
1: I haven't seen it yet. i'm I'm it's on my queue
0: okay, and uh, I will be uh, watching it shortly. yeah it, it was it was good. and he actually talks about how he was a bartender while, I, while he was acting. That's why I, I wanted to ask you that.
1: Oh uh, yeah, definitely want to see that. Yeah. definitely.
0: Now, um what do you think is the hardest role you've played so far?
1: um well i've done a i did a, a shakespeare play i did king lear uh back when i was getting started and i really had no training in shakespeare in verse and iambic pentameter so that was a really hard role to 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 take on um i did a whole bunch of uh original plays um several years ago when I was just getting out of acting school and that really presented hard challenges for me. Nothing that uh, the the audience would know. Uh, but I would say definitely King Lear was one of the most challenging roles. Uh, I played Edgar in the play.
0: Do you have a dream role? Like like someday, you know, you want to like, I don't know, play a superhero or I don't know.
1: Well, you know, I, <laughs> I was telling this to my friend the other day because it came up on television and I, I don't really have such dream roles, like I think maybe one day I would like to play Benjamin Franklin. Okay. Um, but as far as like a, a, a famous superhero or whatnot, not particularly. Um, I'd always, you know, I'd always like to play like I would. I would like to one day play like a dark vampire type of role, but it's not really no. much of a dream of mine. As I mentioned, Ben is a good one. I really want to play the Roddy Piper role in in the remake of They Live. <laughs> oh, I, 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 th- I think it would be a I, good remake yeah i mean yeah i mean he was
0: i'm how after all these years we still talk about roddy piper in that movie can you believe that
1: yeah and he yeah. wasn't even a, a trained actor he was yeah. a, an entertainer who happened to that was a great role and yeah. he played it well and i think that that movie would be uh it would be a good, it's a good it would be a good time to remake that in this uh, day and age
0: yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, and I know you've done interviews, you've done other podcasts. What's something that you wish you get asked in one of these interviews that you don't get asked?
1: Hmm. Maybe uh, what I would like to do, what, what my, if I was in another profession, what would I choose? And what would that be? Well, it's one of two things. I grew up, I'm a huge basketball fan, and I always thought that I could be a great basketball coach. I I have a good knowledge of the game, and I, I see things going on on in the court uh, while the game's going on that I feel like I catch before most of the other people that are watching watching catch on to. So maybe to do a basketball, no, I, w- I would want to be a basketball coach, but... You know, as I mentioned, I, I was a huge fan of wrestling. And, um, when I would grow up, I would, we would, uh, my brother and I would wrestle on my parents' king size bed and pretend we were the wrestlers. And I would always be the commentator. And I always like, whenever I'm watching sports, like I always feel myself blurting out like, Oh, and, uh, he scores the basket. So I <laughs> feel like being a sports commentator or a basketball commentator or any sport or a wrestler, uh, commentator would be another dream role, uh,
0: job of mine uh, i know you mentioned wrestling so it sounds like you're a huge wrestling fan did you ever go to i'm sure the answer is yes too like madison square garden did you ever check out any shows there growing up
1: i never got to the garden i was uh, i grew up on long island i went to Nassau coliseum okay. a few times um unfortunately you know i my passion for it has kind of waned off lately yeah uh actually ever since uh you know, Hogan kind of <laughs> yeah. left the left the business. Kind of around the time it changed from WWF to WWE, I kind of lost the interest in it as much. I love the movie, The Wrestler. I thought that was a phenomenal movie. It was,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's how I, I don't really, I can't get into it anymore like I used to. Like I said, I miss the old school wrestling more.
1: Yeah, I used to, like, when I was a kid, I would just get jazzed up for Friday night's main event. Or was it Saturday night's main event? Yeah. Uh, it was, like, I would stay up late. I remember as a kid watching that. But uh, it's waned off a, definitely waned off a little bit. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> so uh, is there any upcoming projects that you're working on that you want the listeners to know about?
1: Well, actually, I just found out today that I'm going to be shooting a, a great scene opposite uh, Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller in... Elementary uh, next oh, week, awesome. so I'll be, and hopefully that role will will uh, occur too. I'm not sure yet, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just found out about that, so I'm excited about that. And just uh, you know, doing a couple of short films uh, in the next couple of months that uh, I really can't talk about just yet. And back to the grind of auditioning uh, for. All, there's so much TV going on yeah. in New York, so uh, hopefully I'll be busy uh, auditioning after uh, and I'm hoping uh, that they close out my uh, stories arc on uh, Orange next season as well.
0: Um, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media?
1: Uh, for Twitter I'm at Altman Jason and for Instagram I'm Jay Altman 25
0: now, I want to thank you for coming on this was a fun chat and uh, let's get right, you back on you. in
1: a few months. That would be great. Thank you so much, Elias. Think of
0: all the roads. Think of all their crossings. Taking steps is easy. Standing still is hard. Remember all their faces. Remember all their voices. Everything is different. Second time around, and you got to...